0: Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Null here with another Ask Me Anything episode. This is audio pulled from my weekly Facebook Live, which you can catch every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central at facebook.com slash Culture. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. Each and every review counts. It really, really helps, and it means the world to me. Thank you so much. As always, this episode is brought to you by Clovis. I am the founder and CEO of Clovis, and I am in the business of impacting people's lives for the better. I have helped over 500 people just like you transform their health and wellness, and I want to work with you. To prove it, I'm going to give you a free seven-day trial, which will give you full-blown access to all of the members-only content that Clovis has to offer, free for a full seven days. Just visit IamClovis.com slash start, S-T-A-R-T, IamClovis.com slash start. You will find some videos of yours truly, and you will find some incredible testimonies from some of my Clovis clients. You will be shocked by the unbelievable stories that these brave individuals have to tell. Stories of full-blown life transformation. 50 pounds in 8 weeks, 40 pounds in 60 days, 21 pounds in 19 days, 100 pounds in 6 months. You name it, I've got somebody that's done it. Check out IamClovis.com and get started with your free trial today. If you'd like to check out my physical products, including the Perfect Paleo Powder, just head over to IamClovis.com. Use promo code PERFECTPODCAST. Again, PERFECTPODCAST, all one word, at checkout, and you will receive 10% off your entire first order at IamClovis.com. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Welcome to live Ask Me Anything number 47. I'm calling this one Rethinking Fitness. I went live today in the Facebook groups and was trying to think of a of an appropriate title for tonight's AMA, and I settled on Rethinking Fitness because... I think that just makes a whole lot of sense based on some of the questions I've been getting. So let me make sure everything's working. I just posted in the Clovis Academy, the private Facebook group. I put the link to get people here because we do this on the Clovis Culture Facebook page, not in the private groups. What's up, Judy? What's up, Amber? What's up, Krista? What's up, Jackie? What's up, Laura? Thank you guys for being here. Got my cool mic set up. I love this mic. It makes me sound like a radio personality, for the podcast at least not necessarily for Facebook. I'm afraid of trying it on the phone. I haven't done that yet, but I'm, I'm going to try that at some point. I'll do a Facebook Live and test it in the groups and see. I might be able to skip a step by just running this microphone directly into the iPhone, which would be really cool. So what's up, everybody? Sorry I'm a couple minutes late. What's up, John? Glad you're here, man. Glad you made it. Awesome. I've been on this computer and microphone all day today because we did a podcast today with Mr. Rob Wolf, um, so that one will probably be out in a few weeks. It was awesome. It was a two-hour-long conversation covering everything from calories to macronutrients to fitness, a little bit about jiu-jitsu. We talked about evolutionary biology. We dismantled some of the recent podcasts from the Joe Rogan podcast, those uh, nutrition debates, we'll call them. So we talked about the good, the bad, and ugly of all those things. For those of you where this is your first AMA, Basically, I've done 46 AMAs now. this is number 47. And usually it's some sort of big giant master class on a big topic. I started doing that um, several months ago. and it seemed to really work because as people came into the nutrition fold and the Clovis fold, I was realizing just the lack of overall understanding of basic nutrition and basic biochemistry. Um, so I wanted to hammer those things out. I really wanted to get people to understand nutrition it's like I had to take you from a white belt to like a blue belt in nutrition um, because you really need to get there before you can understand the why the reason why you've been sold so much bullshit in the past with nutrition and fitness protocols that were sold to you is because I never teach you anything they never teach you the why behind anything so I really wanted to make sure that I gave people the why behind what I was teaching so you can understand why this works and you can stick with it now we've gotten to that point Where there's now 46 AMAs that people go back and watch. You can find all those at Clovis.show. Clovis.show is the main page for the podcast. Those were all, all those AMAs live on Facebook, but they were stripped down in audio format on the Perfect Paleo podcast with Justin Nalt. That's my podcast. This episode will be a podcast itself. It's going to be awesome, right? So, you can go back through those episodes and really, really get a deep understanding of nutrition. And uh, what I wanted to do was I realized that some new people coming into the fold, it was getting really difficult for them to catch up on 45 AMAs. That's 45 weeks with each week is a 60 to 90 minute presentation. It's just crazy, you know? So um, it was becoming a little overwhelming. So what I've decided to do is take these AMAs to answer questions directly from the newbies. I have more and more people getting custom nutrition plans coming into the fold every day. You can get a custom nutrition plan. Go to imclovis.com to get a custom nutrition plan. So anyway, that's my little spiel. I'll probably let you know that for the next couple of weeks that this is what we're doing. These AMAs are really for the newbies. So I'm going to take a look at some comments. We're going to see what's going on. John. Okay, so what's this crazy workout methodology you going to drop on us? Yeah, I will uh, I will drop some workout methodology on you tonight, but it depends. Uh, so tonight's AMA this this rethinking fitness. It's not a one size fits all. It's not a blanket statement. That's what I'm about to talk about. We're going to talk about all the bullshit in the nutrition space. It's ridiculous. The fact that some of you are sitting here like he's going to give us the one thing. He's going to give us he's going to give us the secrets of the fitness world and I'm going to be healthy for it. it doesn't work like that. It's all bullshit right? Getting fit and getting in shape, in shape, whatever the fuck that means, is complete nonsense, right? (laughs) It just really is. It's why people keep taking your money, why you keep getting your money taken from you, right? Every single fitness protocol on earth is charging outrageous money. And the ones that actually can work when they're handled correctly, like the CrossFits of the world, are just milking your money. They're taking so much money from you. It's just astronomical, right? So I'm going to explain all that to you. Uh, Let me get through some of these comments real quick. Got a big plan for episode 50. No. Why? Because why would I do something big for episode 50 when episode 52 is a one-year anniversary? (laughs) Who cares about 50? I care about 52, Krista. 52 is a big deal. We're almost a year into AMAs. That's insane, right? Brent's here. Kayla's here. What's up, Kayla? Hola. Uh, Oh, hola. (laughs) Aloha. Kayla's in Hawaii. (laughs) Not Spain. (laughs) What's happening? So, okay, let's jump in here. So the, the main question that I was getting this week is about fitness. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you how this started, right? Because this, he knows his way around kettlebells. Yes, I'm obsessed with kettlebells. I absolutely love kettlebells. I use kettlebells every single week, at least once a week. I've gone through months and months and months where kettlebells are the only things I touch for fitness. But let me explain to you why. Again, kettlebells are a specific goal, right? So we're going to talk about all this stuff. So... Here's why I get so worked up about fitness. My beef with the fitness industry is because there's never a goal. There's literally never a goal, ever. I want you to really think about this. When you do a New Year's resolution or go to a new gym or whatever, what's the goal? What are these people measuring, right? Now, again, CrossFit tries to do this. They try, but most of them fail. You need like a world-class gym with really good coaches who are doing their own programming to get you the results you want in that. If you're walking into a CrossFit gym and they're like, hey, we're doing the regionals workout and everybody's doing it, (laughs) that's dumb because you're not regional CrossFit athletes. None of you are. You know what I'm saying? That's not the thing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for the general public. It's like saying you're going to do the same cheat day as The Rock, Right, That doesn't make sense if you're not the rock. It doesn't make sense for you. So this is the problem with fitness. We need individualized nutrition. We need individualized fitness. Okay? You need to understand that. So a really solid CrossFit gym can do that. But before you even think about fitness, before you walk into a CrossFit gym, don't go to a CrossFit gym to get in shape. That doesn't make any sense. That's like deciding that you're going to climb Mount Everest instead of taking a hike. Why would you do that? You need to meet yourself where you are. Meet yourself where you are in your journey. This is where we talk about finite versus infinite games. It's really important that you're honest with yourself, okay? You need to meet yourself where you are and you need to set your goals and you need to set them realistically. So we're going to talk about goals here in a second. Now, the first thing you need to understand, all of your fitness begins with nutrition, not the other way around. Understand that. There's a lot of you that come to me and you're like, I know you tell people not to work out, but I work out a lot and I love it and it's for my mental health and I'm obsessed with it and I'm going to keep doing it and I don't want you to tell me not to work out. And bu- okay, fine, fine. I'll work around you and your dumb methodology, okay? I'll work around this thing that you're doing that doesn't work for you at all because you're five foot three and 195 pounds and you're like, I'm not going to stop working out. I'm not going to do it. Uh, what you're doing doesn't work, Okay. It's just insanity. So I want you to remember that it always begins with nutrition. Getting in shape, getting healthy, your fitness journey, your health and wellness journey never begins with fitness. Ever. Okay? So I want you to think about it. If you're obese, you need to lose fat first. Before you can even think about building muscle, getting in shape, getting fit, whatever that means, you need to lose the fat first. We need to fix your metabolism. We need to fix the metabolic issues. If you are genetically thin, and no matter what you do, you can't seem to build muscle, you can't put on muscle, there's an oatmeal in the world, and you can't seem to put on muscle, you're just genetically skinny, right? We need to fix the metabolic issues. We need to increase your protein, we need to increase your caloric load, we need to increase your resistance training, we need to make sure you're absorbing nutrients properly. Until you can do that, you're not going to hit your goal. Nutrition first, 100%, right? If you're trying to build muscle, fix the metabolism first. If you're trying to increase strength, same thing. We need to increase your protein. We need to increase resistance training. We need to increase nutrient absorption. Fix the metabolic issues. This all begins with nutrition. If you don't get nutrition right first, if you don't have a nutrition plan that is tailored to your goals, you are not going to get the goals that you are after. Now, theoretically, could you just hit this fitness first, Doesn't matter what you're eating and still hit your goals. Yeah, sure. There are bodybuilders that do it all the time, but you're going to be fighting an uphill battle the entire way. Why do you want to fight an uphill battle? I don't like uphill battles, right? I prefer to take on battles that I can win, right? Rolling with a seven degree black belt is not necessarily fun for me. I don't learn a whole lot if he just taps me out in three and a half seconds. Why do you want an uphill battle, right? So remember, there's always going to be a precursor of nutrition no matter what. So, now to clarify this fitness thing, right? Fitness. I wanna get fit. I wanna get in shape. I'm gonna tell you what are not fitness goals. Don't say them to me ever. Okay? There's a bunch of you that have said that to me. And I love you to death. You guys know everything I do is from a place of love. This is all positivity. I know I get intense. I'm very passionate about this. Why? Because I wish somebody told me this shit 17 years ago when I was popping ephedrine pills and lifting weights an hour a day and spending an hour on the treadmill every day and eating brown rice and farm-raised tilapia. I wish somebody would have told me this stuff. So I'm saying it to you. Not fitness goals. I want to get in shape. I want to lose arm flab. I want a flat stomach. I want smaller thighs, abs, right? Kayla just put it on the screen. I want abs, not fitness goals, everybody. Not fitness goals. Why? Because they're not measurable. None of these things are measurable, right? You have to choose things that are measurable and you need to work towards them. To give you an example, this spot reduction bullshit, I want smaller thighs. I want a flat tummy. I want to lose the flab under my arm, right? You're talking about changing body composition. Start speaking in terms of changing body composition. I want to be shredded, right? Sure. What's your definition of shredded? What body fat percentage are you right now? What body fat percentage do you want to be? What's your definition of shredded? Have you looked at pictures online? This is what 13% body fat looks like. This is what 9% body fat looks like. This is what 17% body fat looks like. If you're 35% body fat and you want to say, I want to get shredded, that's a stupid goal. Pick a new goal. We'll get there a year from now, but pick a new goal, right? You don't even know what shredded means. You're just using this terminology that you hear and read in magazines because you're standing in Kroger and you see how to get shredded abs and you're like, that's what I want. I want to look like that girl on the magazine, right? What are fitness goals? Well, I want to double my deadlift weight. That's a fitness goal. I want to hold a handstand for 30 seconds. That's a fitness goal. I want to run a sub eight minute mile. That's a fitness goal. I want to do 10 unbroken pull-ups. That's a fitness goal. Right now, I'm working on strict Ring muscle ups. Strict, slow ring muscle ups. That's a goal of mine. I want to put on 10 pounds of lean muscle mass. That's a goal. I want to lose 10% body fat. That's a goal. I want to complete a half marathon. That's a goal, right? These are fitness goals. This is how you have to approach fitness and again, it's why I say that CrossFit could do this right if you have like world-class CrossFit coaches. There are really good, good CrossFit coaches out there, but it's too easy to start a CrossFit gym. It's too easy to get a level one CrossFit certificate. If I have one more person email me bragging to me that they're a level one coach or that, well, I'm working with a level one CrossFit coach. Really? That's like going and getting your driver's license when you're 15. Like. A level one coach, congratulate. Do you know how many obese level one CrossFit coaches I've seen in my life? Literally obese, 30 to 60 pounds overweight level one CrossFit coaches. Don't give me that, right? You could do it correctly if the programming is right. But when they're going on some website and pulling the programming from regionals, it's like, okay, we're going to increase your strength and your speed and your muscle and decrease your body fat all at the same time. Ah, that's how you know someone's taking your money. That's like some P90X shit right so think about it anybody who's complete let's talk about P90X like Beach Body, like these programs right anybody who's completed one of those how did you measure progress because I'm willing to bet that none of you got body composition measurements done before and after I'm willing to bet that none of you did the day one exercise put a chest strap heart rate monitor on monitored your heart rate the entire time then after you completed the course went back and did the day one video again measured your heart rate and compared it to day one to see if your aerobic capacity has increased whatsoever. Nobody knows that. How do you know if you got stronger? You don't. You don't know anything. You don't even know what you're working towards. This idea of fitness, right? That's why everybody's saying, I wanna get in shape. It makes my head explode because we don't know what the hell in shape means. We have to define in shape. this is how the fitness industry is stealing your money because you think about all these programs, like like P90X1, then P90X2, then p 90 x three, then P90X 30-minute workouts, then Insanity, then Insanity Max, then T25 with Shaun T, then 80-day Obsession, then if this shit worked, we would have been all done at P90X. That's it. Would have been over. Beachbody wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar company, right? They would have been done at P90X because they would have got people fit. That's what they're trying to do. All you got instead was a really sweaty living room floor. You just keep mopping up sweat. Now I'm gonna explain to people exactly why this happens so let me know how sciencey you guys want to get. Um, so let me read some of these comments because that's what these new AMAs are for. i to be shredded. Is there ever a time when someone isn't able to get a specific body fat percentage? Isn't able to get to one? Yes, of course, yes. Um, so look up something called essential body fat percentage. Now again, it doesn't mean somebody can't get there but it means you're going to have to sacrifice significantly to get there. So a good example of this would be my professional MMA fighter. Um, I have pictures of PETA floating around where she's ripped and shredded. If anybody has that picture, go ahead and post it up there. So can I get females to 10% body fat? Yeah, sure. Is that a good idea? Nope. If you're a professional athlete getting paid for it, Right then, maybe maybe the trade-off is worth it. But if you want to get down below a certain body fat percentage, you're going to lose your period. Your hormones are going to be shredded. Infertility is going to creep up. You're going to have sleep issues. All sorts of shit. Right? But Peta, I shred her down to 115, uh, 115 body weight. Peta at times has been 158 pounds because she's an absolute monster. She's strong as shit. You know? She's cut from 158 to 115 pounds before. I want you guys to think about that. But she's a professional athlete. She's a professional athlete. There are some of you out there that are like, I'm going to hit 13% body fat. Why? Why on earth would you want that? No boobs, no butt, none of the womanly stuff that you want, right? It's, it's ridiculous. So if you want to be 10% body fat and have shredded abs, then start saving money for boob implants, right? It's, it's just like, what are, you, what, are you trying to, what are you after, right? So the goals have to be realistic as well. Look like PETA, but then you'd say, I'm not an MMA fighter. No, there's no reason for you to look like PETA. Why? Why would you want to look like PETA? PETA is PETA, right? She's got to go in the cage and be a murderer, right? That's crazy. John, I want to run 100 miles in 24 hours. (sighs) Good for you, man. Good for you. (laughs) There's just, there's not a health benefit on earth to that. But if you want to do it and you want to prove it to yourself, go do that shit. That's amazing. Go do it. But man, our brains could not be more different. (laughs) Cooking meals, watching my first AMA. Awesome. Clay, that's awesome, man. Welcome. Welcome to your first AMA. Okay, so let's touch. uh, I didn't get much answers on if you guys want to go into science. But the big question I seem to be getting was building muscle. Okay, so let's get into building muscle. So what happens is a lot of people lose weight and then they have some excess skin. And they decide that they need to build muscle to do that. But I want to walk you through something, right? If you were 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight and you lost a ton of weight and then you have this, right? You got the hangy arms. So let's say you got hangy arms. And you go, well, Justin, I need to build muscle because I got, I got four inches here. I got four inches of arm flab. I need to build muscle. You have to understand, if you have arm flab hanging down inches, you would need the biceps of Hulk Hogan to take up the space of that excess skin. I don't know, I, I need to, to I need to just say this to you and just kinda of tough love. Sorry. You have excess skin. Unless unless you start unless you end up looking like the rock, you're not tightening up all that skin. It's not gonna happen. Now, my favorite way to deal with excess skin, as you guys know, is prolonged fasting. So if you guys wanna talk to me about that, we can. That's getting rid of excess proteins that the body doesn't need because that's just excess tissue that's made of amino acids and protein. And the best way to get rid of it is to have the body metabolize it. Now, in a perfect world, it's something that we handle along the way with fat loss. But the other thing is, there are some of you that are coming to me and you're losing 60 pounds and you're 60 years old. I mean, I can't go back the previous 40, 50 years and fix things for you. You know what I'm saying? Like There there comes a time where there's going to be some realities of the human body. So if you're 60 and you were 250 pounds and now you're 180 pounds and you have loose arm skin and stuff, you're probably going to have loose arm skin. You know what I mean? But there's this idea that you can bicep curl your way out of it. And that leads me to believe that people do not understand how incredibly difficult it is to make muscle hypertrophy happen. To make muscle growth happen in a significant way is really difficult. Now, we're going to get into this because I was talking to some people about this today. I did an experiment that I called Mass Gains and I put on 12 pounds of muscle in 30 days, 12 pounds of lean muscle tissue. And I know this because I got ultrasound testing, 3D body imaging done, and bod pod testing all done on day one and day 31. So cream of the crop body composition testing. And I put on 12 pounds of muscle in 30 days. And how I did that was eating so much food that I was uncomfortable, basically felt like I was in a coma the entire time. I worked out twice per week For less than 30 minutes, twice per week for less than 30 minutes, in 30 days, I spent four total hours in the gym. Four total hours, okay? Now everybody else, like John in here, I can tell because of of your fitness goals, I can tell you're a more fitness guy. You are a more fitness guy. The hardest thing to get into people's heads is... Hey, at the end of that 20-minute workout you did, put the weights down and walk out. And the rest of the time, you're going to be sedentary. Maybe you can take a walk every day, but cardio is going to mess up your results. Particularly anything above aerobic aerobic threshold training is going to mess up your results. Anything glycolytic is going to mess up your results. Okay? So you need to understand that's the hardest thing. And yeah, Jenny, you remember, I've done mass gains three different times now. So the first time I did it, I put on 12 pounds of muscle in 30 days. The second time I did it, I did what was called a cleaner version where I restricted carbohydrates even more and increased protein and I put on 9 pounds of muscle in 30 days while simultaneously losing 3 pounds of body fat. That's a significant shift in overall body composition. And then I did it again, and I went hey I went balls to the wall because I like to test these things. I went crazy on fat and protein. I gained a bunch of muscle and gained body fat. So I was pissed at myself because I gained like four pounds of body fat, and I was testing the uh, energy macro uh, protein leveraging hypothesis basically, right? So you have if you separate macronutrients into energy and non-energy, some of your macronutrients are stored as energy. That's just fat and carb- net carbohydrates. Protein's not right. So I went crate like 3,000 calories, like a boatload of fat. I was like eating t- Chaza chocolate bars like by the handful, right, at 2 o'clock in the morning just making sure I got all these calories. So I gained a bunch of muscle and I gained like, like 4 or 5 pounds of body fat, right? Now… I cut that four to five pounds of body fat off the next seven days after mass gains. So I kept all of the muscle and lost all of the body fat, right? I'm at a point now with this, you guys, where I can just science my way into and out of whatever body composition changes I, I want. Now, that said, you can't do these things if you don't have gut health, right? So I'm able to absorb nutrients well. So And I'm 100% fat adapted. So I can shift these things. And this is why I say we need to get the foundations, get your bases covered first before we talk about your fitness goals. We need to make sure your body's working right to do these things. These are astounding results. Astounding. A bodybuilder would be like, what? It takes me six months to put on 10 pounds of muscle, right? It's, it's insane what you can actually do when you understand the science behind all this stuff. But what I want to talk about is the way that muscle building actually works right? So everyone's like, I'm going to go lift a bunch of weights. I got flappy skin. I'm going to do bicep curls. I'm going to do this, that, the other thing, right? It doesn't work that way. You want to think of the entire body as a whole. If you want to build muscle, we need to add lean muscle mass to your frame. The best way to do that is to hack muscle fibers. So most of you are not going to know this stuff, right? But there's, there's essentially four types of muscle fibers. There's slow twitch and there's fast twitch muscle fibers. Those are the two main categories. People say there's two muscle fibers, there's three muscle fibers. Those people, okay? So there's slow and fast twitch, yes, two main categories of muscle fibers, but there are technically four muscle fibers. There's one type of slow twitch muscle fiber. Then there are three different types of fast twitch muscle fibers, okay? There's like a slow, fast twitch muscle fiber, if that makes any sense, there's like an intermediate, and there's a fast, fast twitch muscle fibers, right? These fast twitch muscle fibers are, hands down, your most powerful, but they're, it's not based on power. These designations are spelled out based on how quickly they fatigue, right? So slow twitch, intermediate twitch, fast twitch, all these things. It's, it's, it's how quickly these muscles fatigue, okay? So if your ultimate goal is hypertrophy, I want you to keep this in mind. Most of you have no idea what fast twitch muscle work is like. You literally have no idea. I said this in last week's AMA and I was like I'm going to get killed for this. I was like most women don't know what working hard in the gym actually is and, and I want to clarify that because they know what working hard is. They don't know what working hard with benefit is as shitty as that sounds. Most of you have never gotten outside of working slow twitch muscle fibers. Now if you're not working fast twitch muscle fibers, you're not improving anything literally zero benefit. All the P90X nonsense horse shit you've done in your living room, zero benefit. That's why you don't get long term lasting results from any of this stuff. You're only working slow twitch muscle fibers because your slow twitch muscle fibers try to take over everything and then when they fatigue, you might tap into your slower twitch, fast twitch muscle fibers. I know this is confusing but the slowest of the three fast twitch muscle fibers, that might take over for a second in the milliseconds that that fast-twitch muscle fiber takes over, your slow muscle fibers recover and retake over. So you never touch the final two fast-twitch muscle fibers. I want to be clear with you guys on something. If you don't activate your fast-twitch muscle fibers, you're not getting stronger. You're not building muscle. You're not increasing endurance. You're literally doing nothing. It's a wasted workout. The only thing you're doing is burning calories, which is a bad idea for human survival. We talk about the optimal foraging strategy, right? Like human beings are genetically wired to burn the least amount of calories while consuming the most amount of calories. That is how we are genetically wired to operate. You see? Yeah, John, we're going to talk about kettlebells here in a second. So I want you to understand if the goal is hypertrophy, now again, kettlebells, not necessarily fantastic for muscle hypertrophy you can get strong as shit you can build muscle density but if we're talking about hypertrophy literally increasing the size of the muscle cells right if we want to do that the best way to do it is full-blown muscle fatigue and then utilizing glucose the depletion and replenishment of muscle glycogen okay so this is why you guys have probably seen me doing videos videos of me doing something like an ARX workout so look up ARX training there's a Facebook video of me doing it Um, there's a great book called body by science that covers all this this is time under tension training so I want to be clear about something if you if you choose a weight if you have a really light weight this doesn't work no matter how much time you take no matter how much time under tension whatever if you have too, too light of a weight the slow twitch muscle fibers will fatigue. Your first round of fast twitch muscle fibers will take over. The slow twitch muscle fibers will recover and retake over. Vicious cycle. You might work two sets of muscle fibers. You're never gonna get four, right? If the weight is too heavy, you're talking one rep max. You guys see my Instagram videos. When do you ever see me post a one rep max on any lift ever? Never. I posted a video yesterday. It was I deadlifted five reps of 340 pounds on deadlift, right? You will never see me post a one rep max video. I did it once, maybe well over a year ago. Um, God, it might be three years ago now, I don't even remember. But I did a 425 pound deadlift before I knew better, you know? So I don't do one rep maxes anymore, I won't do it. So I want you to understand why. Because the benefit, what's the benefit? The benefit is only ego. You didn't improve anything by performing a one rep max. Because if you perform a one or two rep max, You're activating, it's such an intense lift that all your muscle fibers activate all at once and then fail, complete exhaustion. That's why you can't get the barbell up for another rep. You literally, it's complete failure, right? Your muscles don't have a chance to recover, right? So what's the sweet spot for hypertrophy? Getting bigger muscles, right? What's the sweet spot for building bigger muscles? well you need the perfect amount of weight and the perfect amount of time under tension somewhere between 45 to 90 seconds per set one set at a time and a big compound move like a leg press or something like that right so what happens is you have the perfect amount of weight you sequentially exhaust these muscle fibers you go through one two three four Sets of muscle fibers, slow twitch gets exhausted. The next set of fast twitch kicks in, that gets exhausted. The next set of fast twitch kicks in, that gets exhausted. The next set of fast twitch kicks in, that gets exhausted. Now by that 90 second point, the the weight should be heavy enough that by 90 seconds you fail, you literally fail. And that's why you have to do this on machines because if you just fail, it can be quite dangerous. So you have to do this with like Nautilus equipment is the best you can do for this stuff, right? But you completely fail. You have exhausted all muscle fibers completely complete failure. You have dumped muscle glycogen completely out of these things. You got nothing left. This is why the workouts take less than 20 minutes because you're going to do a couple exercises per workout with this complete and utter muscle exhaustion. All four muscle fiber types are completely exhausted. I'm going to promise you something right now. If you've never done this and you go do this correctly, it's going to be some of the most intense pain you will ever feel in your life. This is why people don't want to do it. It's very difficult to get people to buy a membership to places like ARX Training because it's fucking hell. <laughs> like people like my dad, I posted a video on my dad. He shoulder pressed ARX 338 pounds, right? He's literally in agony. It's agony right? It's insane, you guys. It's not fun, but it's about the most effective thing you can possibly do for your muscles. And now, if you're doing something like an ARX or a Body by Science or whatever, you're going to get intense muscle hypertrophy if the nutrition is right. So I wrote an article about this called The Window of Gains. This was one of the first articles I ever got published in a magazine. This was in Fitness RX. For Men Magazine. It was called The Window of Gains How Donuts Can Help You Grow, because I like to make a little clickbaity title, right? The Window of Gains How, don- how Donuts Can Help You grow-, grow. So, Donnie in the Academy posted something about uh, glucose disposal, how having more muscle means you can take in more glucose, but it, I don't want you to look at it that way. What I want you to look at it as is glycogen depletion plus glycogen replenishment equals muscle hypertrophy, right? So if you do this intense, intense, intense muscle fatiguing, muscle exhaustion thing. Now, to keep, keep in mind, like if you do this version of a leg press, you should not do that more than once per week. One set, once per week. You need seven to ten days to recover from this. It's so intense because when would this ever actually happen in nature? It doesn't really happen. You know, even sprints don't deplete you like this. It's ridiculous right there's just not much like this in nature that's going to do that our bodies don't know how to adapt to this It's like holy shit, right you need seven to ten days of recovery for this so what you do what i do with this mass gains thing is i do these types of workouts and then i take advantage of that post-workout window i have about 90 minutes post-workout where any carbohydrates i dump in my system are going to get sucked right back up into muscle cells Because your muscle cells become incredibly insulin sensitive, your body wants muscle glycogen to be stored. Why? It stores glycogen in the muscles so that when a lion comes out of a cave and starts chasing you, you can sprint even if you don't have any food in your system. It has that stored energy source. That's what muscle glycogen is for, emergency situations, right? So we're hacking the system for hypertrophy. We blast out all these muscle fibers. And then I can I could eat a pound of brown of, of of white rice if I want to I don't eat brown rice that was a slip of the tongue right but or I could eat a bunch of sweet potatoes or whatever right preferably whole food carbohydrates don't go eat a Hershey's bar you know. But the carbohydrates that go in your system, depending on the size of the person, now the rock probably stores 1,000 grams of muscle glycogen. I probably store like 400 grams of muscle glycogen. So if I do a full body workout like the Big 5 workout on ARX or the Big 5 workout Body by Science to complete muscle exhaustion, I've hit every single muscle in my body, I can dump 400 grams of carbohydrates into my system and my muscle cells are going to uptake it. I'm not going to store body fat. The glucose uptake is going to happen in the muscle cells because they're more insulin. We're hacking the system, everybody. How many of your trainers understand this? You can quiz them on it if you want to. Do you think the cute little beach body personality that's running around doing jumping jacks with you has any idea what I'm talking about right now? This is just biochemistry, everybody. This is why all of my respect goes to biochemists. Why was I excited to have Rob Wolf on on the episode, on the podcast today? Because he's a biochemist. He's a biochemist. And that's what I study. I love biochemistry. The reason I can hack your body and get you results like you've never seen in your life, life-changing results that you work for four decades to get and you never get until you get to me is because I concentrate solely on biochemistry. No gimmicks, no bullshit. Biochemistry. How does this work in your body? That's it, right? So let me let me check some comments and see if you guys were able to uh Soak in all that information. I don't know. This is almost dangerous. The fact that I don't have a presentation for you is almost dangerous because I'll talk for an hour straight. It's ridiculous. So let me look some of this. Papa Null is a beast. Yup, 100%. 10 minute long cycle kettlebell set. Yes, I'm going to talk about kettlebells here in a second. Remind me that. Yes, see, exactly. Judy, that would be me, Justin, but I can live with it if I'm healthy. I saw your comment pop up. You're talking about the excess skin thing. Yes, all I care about is your health, you guys. I say this all the time. I don't give a shit what you look like in a bikini. I give a shit if you outlive your parents. <laughs> you know, that's what I care about. I care about your health, your happiness, your fulfillment. Now, what we have to do, the reason why I am Clovis has an entire section dedicated to mindset. There's a lot things happen every day in the academy that that let me know how much people need to deal with this mindset side of things, right? If you're 60 and you have excess skin, we need to get you to be okay with that. That's what we need to get to. That's the place that we need to get to, right? That's it. We need to fix the mindset. But if you're healthy, you're metabolically healthy, and you're going to live a long, happy life, and we're focused on longevity, that's totally cool. I don't care if I can pinch some skin under your arms. Get over it, right? So, Judy, that's the exact right mindset that I want to see. If you're healthy, that's it. That's all I care about. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be there for your kids and your grandkids. You know, does your neck hurt from all the tension during ARX? No. Um, ARX is is interesting because. It's almost impossible, another reason why it's on on machines, it's almost impossible to give 100% max effort while maintaining 100% proper form. So, like, if you're on a leg press, you're going to be, you're utilizing other muscles and you're just, it's misery. It's so horrible, you know. Um, but I've never been hurt from ARX. The risk of injury is actually quite low. So, ARX will only give you, it's, it's, um, Ah, there's a word for, oh, adaptive resistance training. So like we could be on the same machine and I'm going to give 100% of my chest press, let's say, and I'm going to be chest pressing close to 400 pounds, right? And then Jenny might get on the ARX machine and she might be chest pressing 110 pounds. It's the same machine, but it adapts to you. That's why they're $30,000 pieces of equipment. It's, it's tremendous science and engineering, right? So you can't hurt yourself. So as you like in my first rep, I might be pressing almost 400 pounds on chest press. My last rep, I might be repping 20 pounds because all my muscles are completely fatigued. And I'm going 90 seconds later, my I got noodle arms, right? And I'm pushing 20 pounds. It adapts to you, right? It's actually very, very safe. It's much safer than like barbell work. What else we got? So I should eat most of my carbs after my workout. Sounds like that makes the most sense if gains are the goal. Yes, Amber, but be very careful because what did I just say? Saying post-workout, not good enough. Saying post-glycogen depletion, now we're talking. This is where details matter. This is where I get real nerdy and I get real pissed off at trainers because they don't know what they're talking about, right? I see people that'll go in for like an active recovery day at a CrossFit gym and they like ran a mile, like run six times around the building, run a mile, then we're going to work mobility and then we're going to do this foam rolling, and then you drink the same post-workout shake with 30 grams of sugar in it that you drink on the day that you deadlift? What? Right? So you have to be very careful here. This is where details matter. It's not just post-workout. You need to think long and hard about the workouts that you're doing, right? And I also want you guys to remember that strength training doesn't burn a lot of calories, right? It's not the same. You might think you go out and run 10 miles, think you have a better workout. No, you didn't. You There was no benefit to that. If you're in that weird kind of glycogen depleted state running like a huffing and puffing the whole way, there was no benefit to that. There was no physiological benefit to that. Nothing got better. You're doing your training wrong, right? So you got to be very careful about it. Generally speaking, if I could get all people to only eat carbs post-workout, that would be great. But again, post-glycogen depleting workout, there's not a lot that actually depletes glycogen. Like you're talking about sprints, like all-out sprints, or you're talking about something like a 5x5 five five can do it if you have really short rest breaks in between, you know, in between your sets. Um, but if you have a day where you're just hitting like a bunch of one rep maxes, you didn't really deplete your muscle glycogen. Now, a great muscle glycogen depletion tool, John, is kettlebells. A fantastic muscle glycogen depletion tool. I told you guys I was going to do this, and I did this. I murdered my body with a 70-pound kettlebell before Thanksgiving. I fasted about 21 hours and then destroyed myself. I think I did 150 two-handed swings with a 70-pound bell. I did five Turkish get-ups on each side. I did single-arm snatches. I did goblet squats. I destroyed myself with this 70-pound kettlebell. If you've never worked with a kettlebell, go pick up a 70-pounder and tell me how you feel right so i blasted out my muscle glycogen just completely right now you can do that but again very short rest periods and everything because if you give those muscles time to recover you're not going to get into those faster twitch muscle fibers you need to get to the point where you're burning out your muscle fibers dumping as much glycogen as you can right so what happens i wrote in the window of gains in the window of gains article and another article i did called uh, simple Strength. Uh, how resistance, how, how steady state cardio is ruining your life, because I hate steady state cardio. It's stupid. Um, unless done as aerobic threshold training. Again, details matter, right? But um, I talked about how I get frustrated because I would get people that come into Clovis with like a zero fitness background. And like, I, guys, I get emails from people, and some of you are probably guilty of this. So don't take this as an in- insult, but some of you are, are going to laugh when I say this because a lo- I tell everyone when they get custom nutrition plans to send me their activity level. So, people will send me these emails and they're like, hey, I don't work out, but I'm very active. I have a one year old and I chase her around all day. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, right? You're sedentary. You're sedentary. You're a sedentary person, okay? Most of us, 99.999% of us, are sedentary, right? I work out about eight times a week. Depending on the situation, right? Like jujitsu, like I or one day I might just do gymnastics rings training for 15 to 20 minutes, right? That might be my workout. But there, we're all sedentary. Look at me right now. I'm sitting down. I did a two-hour podcast with Rob Wolf. I had to go to the store and sit in my car and walk through an aisle for 15 seconds to get the pasteurized eggs that I needed. Right? We're all sedentary. Stop lying to yourself. You don't get to, you don't even go get to do your 20 minute living room yoga session and then eat a post workout window of gains meal with carbohydrates. No, that wasn't a workout. I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was some human movement. It was good for you. Congratulations. It doesn't count, right? I've had women tell me that they're moderately active because they clean their house a lot. People have said that to me. Like, yeah, well, I keep the house really clean. I do a lot of vacuuming. What? <laughs> like, you want me to... You, you may need more carbohydrates in your macros because you did vacuuming? Like, anyway, I'm ranting now. But <laughs> I just want you guys to understand what this is. We're all sedentary, guys. We're human beings in 2018. We're sedentary, okay? Literally. Yes, keeping it real. Always. We are sedentary people. It's what we do. By the way... That's how we're genetically wired. Now, it's why I have a stand-up desk in my house, right? I like to sit down for the, the podcast interviews, but generally speaking, 99% of my time, I'm at a stand-up desk. I have an elliptical workstation where I can pedal on an elliptical. I take a break every hour from my work and I jump on a, on a mini trampoline for two minutes straight. I say... I'm not going to say her name because she'll wake up, but I tell my iPhone to set a timer for two minutes and I jump on a trampoline. And then when I get done jumping on the trampoline, I do as many push-ups as I can to failure, and then I do as many pull-ups as I can to failure, and then I get back in the office and I get back to work. And I do that every one to two hours, depending on the day. If I'm really honed in on something, I have a little activity thing that dings on my phone and tells me to go do it. If I'm in the middle of something, I'll skip it, right? so I try to be active. I'm a sedentary person. If I'm a sedentary person, you are a sedentary person. Understand that. Rob and I talked about this ad nauseum on today's podcast. We're talking about the, the when people go calculate their own. This is why people are like, hey, can you tell me how to calculate macros? No, because you're going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You're going to find an activity calculator, and it's going to say, are you sedentary, lightly active, moderately active, or very active? And You're going to go, I pushed the kid in a stroller today i'm very active i need 1800 calories a day no you don't right (laughs) anyway it's kind of crazy this is this is what what i battle with constantly right and this is why i have people send me the information and i don't tell them how i use the information i go thanks for the information here's your numbers that's it right because i can understand this stuff what are thoughts on body weight training okay um yes so it depends, again, it depends on goals, John. Like if, you're, if your goal is to get better at push-ups, do a bunch of push-ups. If your goal is to get better at squats, do a bunch of squats, right? If your goal is muscle glycogen depletion, then, or hypertrophy, you can definitely get jacked doing bodyweight work. Someone who's great for this is Dr. Ted Naiman. Um Ted Naaman, he shares this stuff openly at burnfatnotsugar.com. He's got some great stuff. Um, but you need to exhaust those muscle fibers and it's much harder than you think. So let's say you were gonna do push-ups. I would have you do as many push-ups as you can to failure. Then I would have you take a very short break and do as many push-ups as you can to failure, take a very short break, as many push-ups as you can to failure, take a very short break, then go down in the bottom position off the floor, chest off the floor, down in a bottom position of a push-up, and hold until you completely fail, then take a very short break, and hold midway position, hold as long as you can until you completely fail, then little short break, take the top position, hold as long as you can until you completely fail, then take a short break, and then go back and do as many push-ups as you can until you fail. Without the machine resistance, this is the kind of stuff that you have to do with body weight squats, body weight push-ups, chin-ups, same things. You might get to the point where your, your muscles are completely exhausted and the only thing you can do is hang from the bar until your grip fails. That's the last step of this for body weight. Right? Now again, this is very safe. You're not gonna hurt yourself doing this. You can't get beyond what your body is capable of doing. Right, But that's how you're gonna blast out muscle glycogen. So again, I want you to think about what I just said. All of you women who are moderately active because you vacuum the house, think long and hard about what I just told John about how to deplete glycogen in his body using body weight training, right? It's insane. What else we got? More carbs for vacuuming, dying. So on the kids' macros calculator, how do we gauge their activity level from how you wrote those standards? Well, that's based on your kid. Now, again, the kids' macro calculator is there because that's just a protection issue legality because you're dealing with your kids. They're minors, right? Now, you need to think about it and be honest with yourself, okay? So if I'm marking myself as sedentary and think about what I just told you. Now, if you have a kid who has uh, who's a soccer player and they're running nonstop for an hour straight five days a week, but the rest of their time, they're in school and when they're home, they're on a fucking iPad or YouTube the whole time they're at home. They're not outside playing or anything. You're going to give that kid lightly active. Now, if your kid does gymnastics on the weekends and you take the family hiking on Sundays and they have one hour soccer practice, uh, you know, one hour a day, five days a week, that kid's probably moderately active, right? It's unbelievable what very active would be considered, you know, so so remember that, Um What else we got? He's speaking my language. Yes, of course. I squat while I pick up toys. Congratulations. (laughs) I love this. And lunge while vacuuming. Yes. What are the best food or carbs to eat after the glycogen depletion? Okay, uh, so this is a tricky one because there's no blanket statements, right? So if you come to me and you have any kind of autoimmune issue or any kind of leaky gut situation, grains are off the table. They're just off the table. Um, In which case... I'm afraid to do that. You know, I, all right, you're Clovis people. So details matter. Don't go do this. But I'm going to tell you if I was working with, like when I put on 12 pounds of muscle, my post-workout was white rice. Um, a tremendous amount of white rice and uh, coconut aminos just in a skillet, right? I, I steamed the white rice, threw it in a skillet with coconut aminos. Very ripe bananas um, can work. Sweet potatoes are a great option. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's a good option that I wouldn't normally recommend for people. So again, it, it's it's scary for me to sit here and tell you this stuff because the vast majority are are not in a position where this is even on their radar. You know, um, someone like an Amber or someone who's like you know shredded and fit and all those kinds of things. Like, yeah, that's that's a different story, right? Um, but if I had it my way, it would actually be all leafy green vegetables and things like sweet potatoes. Um, even white potatoes would be a good option. Um, Post-work at my post-workout is a great option. Um, 11 net carbs from complex carbohydrates and five grams of coconut palm sugar. Um, so, in a way, the simpler the better. The simpler the carbs, the simpler the carbs, the better. But not at the expense of gut health. So I don't want you guys to end up like burning a hole in your gut because you decide to eat a bunch of brown rice after work. Now, brown rice even wouldn't be a good option because it doesn't uptake as quickly as white rice does. Um, cause you have to get through the husk and everything, but yeah, I mean, I would stick to complex carbohydrates, you know? So, uh, I mean, you can't really go wrong with sweet potatoes. Post work at the keto gains guys, uh, like the from keto gains, these guys are big on this stuff. Like if they have a real intense workout, they stick to sweet potatoes. Um, that's my go-to now. If I ever do this kind of thing, sweet potatoes is my go-to. Okay. Thinner, leaner, stronger. I thought you recommended him. I think his name is Michael Matthews. Basically do a max of eight to 10 reps. Is that something you would recommend for muscle building? Mm, I don't know who that dude is. Um, for muscle building, I would I would rarely have you do. I would rarely have you do more than maybe five to eight. Eight to ten is more of like a bodybuilding style rep scheme. I'm not I'm not familiar with that dude. I could look him up, see what he's all about. Um, but again, it depends on what you're trying to do. Like if your goal is muscle hypertrophy, that eight to ten range, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that for building muscle. Especially not if you're doing just like traditional bodybuilding stuff, like bicep curls or bench press or something like that, eight to 10 rep. You're gonna build muscle very slowly doing that. Um, So that's a totally different thing than what we're talking about, like this complete muscle fiber exhaustion. That's the other thing. Like you gotta pick a really good weight to fail right at 10 reps, like spot on, you know? And it's the speed as well. So, like if I'm bench pressing like this, right? I'm not gonna hit all muscle fibers. It's not gonna happen, right? I rest here, it's bouncing off my chest, I'm resting, I rest at the peak when my elbows lock out, where if I'm doing a chest press on something like ARX, it's this speed, right? It's usually a five to seven count rep, five seconds to seven seconds on a, on a rep count, right? So it's very, very slow and controlled and there's no lockout at the bottom or at the top. So the muscles never get a break, ever. So that's the big thing too, is people are, are looking at bodybuilding First of all, can we talk about body? how do bodybuilders get that big, right? Uh, duh. You don't want to do what they do. Trust me. There's not a clean bodybuilder in the entire sport. It, it is not the case. And if they say they're clean, they have a different definition of clean and they're playing with terminology and they're trying to be cute, right? What else we got? What about a supplement like Glucofuse? Uh... That doesn't sound promising, John. It's probably something like a bunch of dextrose or maltodextrin or straight glucose. Or, I mean, you can do something like a straight glucose post workout. Um, sure, you could. I wouldn't. That's just me. You know. Um, I mean, the more just dumping straight sugar into your system is really never a good idea that's and it's especially not a good idea when you're doing endurance training like if you're talking about these 100 mile runs um you have people that run and do like these goo packs and stuff like that you're 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 doing aerobic exercise you're not even depleting muscle glycogen why are you dumping all this sugar in your system and then go eat pasta afterwards It's why there's so many chubby marathon runners it's annoying <laughs> what else we got Got it. Sorry. No, no, no. Christy, it wasn't off topic at all. No, not at all. Um, It's an important question because there's a lot of people that 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 eight to 10 range is like, that's really the bodybuilding range. Like when I first started in this game, um, when I first started lifting weights, I was 15 and it was always four sets of 10, four sets of 10, four sets of 10, like four sets of 10 bench press, four sets of 10 bicep curls, four sets of 10 uh, pull downs, whatever. You know what I mean? It It was always that, like a lot of people think that that eight to 10 rep is the muscle building rep scheme. Now, again, you can get there bodybuilders get they've been doing this for decades you know but in the same sense if you want to hack the system is really what i'm talking about if you want to sort of hack this in a way of how can you play on your own physiology your own biochemistry and make these changes happen right so again like bodybuilders these eight to ten rep ranges how long is the average bodybuilders workout it's over two hours it's easily well over two hours. You know what I mean? Like The Rock spends like six hours a day in the gym, literally, right? So their muscle fatigue is coming over the long term. I prefer to get the muscle fatigue in the short term. You see what I'm saying? So I like to hack the system. Um, yeah, but a lot of people think that eight to 10 range is is the, the muscle growth range. Definitely not off topic, that was a good question. At what point are new macros needed? 30 pounds down and back in the gym. If you're 30 pounds down, you probably need new macros, um, usually somewhere you know, 30, 40 pounds around there. And again, if health goals change, then then you definitely need new macros. So um, if you say, hey, I want to shift into a, a muscle building phase, then yeah, we got to change your macros 100%. Um, generally speaking, if it's just fat loss, if someone's 250 pounds, they need to lose you know 40 pounds before I'm like, we need to significantly change your macros. You know? Um, but again, like I, my answer to everybody in the groups, anyone who's in the groups, they, Hey, when do I change my macros? I'm like, you're two weeks into this. Why'd you just ask me about your macros? No focus on your day to day, pay attention, right? Um, I don't want you getting off focus. You focus on the day to day. It's a form of self-sabotage looking that far down the road. It's a form of self-sabotage and people don't realize that you got to get the mindset right there too. But Lance, your specific question. Yeah, you probably want to get new macros. Speaking of reps and exercises, Justin, you recommended strongness five by five. Why is this preferable to heavy weight for low reps? Why is this prefer? Why is it still preferable to do heavy weight for low reps rather than high volume of reps at the lower weight when trying to lean out and cut body fat? Because five by five is basically the best of both worlds. You can achieve muscle hypertrophy and you can also achieve tremendous strength gains. gains. So I want you to understand. Again, there's density of muscles, there's, there's size of, like, there's hypertrophy, there's muscle density, there's strength, there's hypertrophy, two different things, right? So the biggest, most jacked dude in the room is not always the strongest dude in the room. Like, you see these little Olympic powerlifters are you know, I was talking to Rob today because he competed at the 180-pound weight class, like Olympic lifters at 180 pounds can lift hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds, far exceeding anything that a bodybuilder would ever do. So what I, the reason why I recommend Strongness 5x5, okay, this is the best overall fitness protocol that I can think of. Now again, when I talk about muscle glycogen depletion and replenishment, I'm talking specifically about building as much muscle mass as possible, as quickly as possible. That's not the same as burning body fat. Those are two very different goals. The best way to burn body fat, if you're specifically looking to do that, would be something like aerobic threshold training and a low-carb diet, right? So two different things. Strongness 5x5 is the best overall fitness protocol, particularly for somebody who's just getting started with little to no strength training, who's never done a hypertrophy training protocol, Right? It's the best of both worlds. It's the best overall fitness protocol. Now, the other thing people don't realize is that resistance training is fantastic for building cardio, right? Cardio is kind of a bullshit nonsense term. It doesn't even really exist. It was made up, right? So all that heart knows is it has to meet energy demands. It doesn't know if you're doing a leg press, it doesn't know if you're doing squats, it doesn't know if you're re- riding a stationary bike, right? Your muscle fibers know the difference because they have to behave differently. But the heart pumping, that cardio thing, it's like if you do this this like an ARX thing, when you get done with an ARX set, your your heart rate's off the walls. Like your heart's going crazy, right? And you're doing glycolytic work. You're dumping glycogen out, right? This is anaerobic work. So your heart's working like crazy, right? So anyway, long story short, the reason for strongest five by five is because I don't make blanket statements. So when I give something like fitness protocols, you'll see them categorized. Where I'm like, hey, best overall fitness is StrongLess 5x5. Or best flexibility is this yoga program. Or best movement practices like GMB elements or something like that. So you have to understand, I'm recommending Strongest 5x5 because it's a great starting point for just about everybody. And, and again, because nobody ever defines their goals. People come to me and say, hey, I want to start working out. I want to get fit. And I'm like, Okay. Do strongless five by five. I'm comfortable recommending that to you. Now, if you come to me and you say, Justin, I want to gain 10 pounds of lean muscle mass as fast as possible. You're one of the one of the people who defines their goal correctly. Now we're gonna talk about a completely different approach than strongless five by five. Does that make sense? If you want to be a fit, athletic, like let's say you want to look like I look, right? I don't wanna be a big jack meathead. I like to have abs year-round. I like to have biceps and pecs, right? I like all of these things aesthetically. If you were just an average everyday person and you want to get close to looking like me, do strong lifts 5x5 five five and do it for a long time. Do it for two years straight, nothing but that, right? Maybe walk on your off days or do some aerobic threshold training. That's it. That's the consistent long-term approach to physical fitness, and it's three days a week. It's totally doable for anybody where you can go to a place where you have access to barbell. To a barbell, right? That's why I recommend that. So if you come to me with very specific goals, the recommendation might be different. But nobody ever comes to me with very specific goals. Does that make sense? So when you're working with body weight only and you're at a point that your muscles are burning and fatigued, is that considered failure? No. Nope. I'm telling you, mo- most of you do not know what muscle failure is. You actually, you actually don't know. You've never experienced it. Like literally never experienced muscle failure. You don't know what that is. When you have experienced muscle failure, true muscle failure, you know it and you will never forget it and you don't want to do it again. It's a tremendous mental hurdle to get yourself back in there to do it again. It's horrific. <laughs> it's really, really painful, everybody. I'm in the middle of Wendler's lifting cycle and each main lift has several sets of warm-up but then the workout's five. Yeah, exactly. So Wendler, all that stuff. There's like starting strength. There's strongness five by five. There's, um oh, what's the old school one? There's a book about barbell training that's one of the, all I've been through all this stuff. And then it's the same way that like kettlebells have strong first. And then there's Pavel's stuff that he was part of strong first. Then he wasn't part of strong first, right? It's all these uh, uh, simple strength by rip right? All that kind of stuff. It's all the same stuff, right? So strongness five by five also has warm-up sets. That's why I always tell people, if you go into a gym and you do heavy lifting without warm-up sets, you're a dummy. Don't do that right so the strongest 5 by 5 protocol when you buy the paid version it's like 9.99 a one time fee they store all your information in the cloud it's one of the best freaking fitness apps of all time right you pay 9.99 and $9.99 not 900 $9.99 and you get all the warm up sets you can add um other like I used to be huge on weighted chin-ups right like I'd be doing chin-ups with 60 pounds hanging off me with a chain right like I love weighted chin-ups you can do they have accessory works that you can add to your workouts if you are a savage and want an extra workout like I always was right so yeah very very similar to the Wendler stuff all right Joel answered your question perfect awesome when doing aerobic threshold training does the type of activity matter walking versus biking versus swim no it doesn't matter um the 180 minus your age really doesn't matter. It seems to be the easiest way to do it to me is walking slash jogging because for most of you, that's another thing. I get people who come to me with six pack abs and I'm like, trust me, go to aerobic threshold training. They're like, dude, I'm in such good shape. Like that's silly, right? Like, and they can barely walk without spiking their heart rate way over their allotted uh, BPM because their cardio sucks. They have no engine. They've been doing CrossFit for three years, and they have no engine. They gas out. They'd be a terrible MMA fighter, right? They just don't understand. That's what you – That's you really need to train aerobic threshold training. But does – the the reason why I say this is because for a lot of people who come to me, the only activity they can do with staying under that threshold is walking, particularly if you're 55, 60 years old, and, and you're – aerobic threshold number is way down like 125 BPM or something like that, you're not going to be able to run. You're not going to be able to jog. You're not going to be able to bike, right? And you got to be careful because like I've, I've tested this myself a lot like jump rope. Jump rope's very difficult for me to stay under my BPM. Boxing is impossible for me to stay under my BPM. Even I hit the, the heavy bag. I'm barely tapping the heavy bag. Like I did a boxing workout today. I did six rounds on the heavy bag, right? So if I'm, I'll barely tap that thing. And I look over at my phone and it's like I'm already over my aerobic threshold. So the reason why I say walking and running is because most people can't get above that. Now, 8 weeks after aerobic threshold training, you may be able to do some higher intensity stuff and still maintain. That's how you know, right? Quantify. Quantify the data. The first time I ever did it, I did aerob, nothing but aerobic threshold training for eight weeks. That's hell for me because I love lifting and boxing and jujitsu and kettlebells, right? So I did nothing but aerobic threshold walking and jogging for eight weeks straight, and I was fully ketogenic while doing this to just push fat into adaptation through the roof, right? So when I first did it, I was doing like 13-minute miles to stay under my BPM. I was 30 at the time a couple of years ago. I was 30 at the time. And so my, my aerobic threshold BPM was under 150, between 140 and 150, right? I mean, I was doing like literally 13-minute miles to stay under that. Now, eight weeks later, I'm doing eight-minute miles at the same BPM. That's crazy. That's insane aerobic threshold improvement. That's crazy. Quantifiable data, guys. Goals that you can track, that you can measure. None of this jump around your living room with Tony Horton bullshit. Stop that stuff, Okay. Get yourself healthy. Do things that are good. Make physiological changes happen in your body, right? You got to measure this stuff. It's very important. I have weighted chin-ups on my next workout. Love them, hate them. I'm obsessed, man. I love weighted chin-ups. They're so much fun. I don't know why I love them so much, but one of my favorite movements of all time. I think pull-ups are one of the most underrated moves of all time, right? Of all time. None of that kipping bullshit. Oh my God. If If I was training somebody and they jumped up, started doing kipping push-up kipping pull-ups i'd walk out i'm not your trainer anymore out see ya um used to do this workout in college that was 10 by 10 picking a weight that made you end in failure in sets 8 9 10 it was brutal but put on a ton of muscle not sure if it's actually smart yeah so again this is what's uh basically considered like a pyramid scheme sometimes there's these pyramid schemes they're all trying to get to muscle fiber Exhaustion in different ways, but they're not doing it as efficiently as possible because there are breaks in there, right? So now, if you do ten by ten, it made you end in failure in sets eight, nine, ten. Okay, it's a little tricky to understand. So I, I get what they're doing. Um, so you're failing in weight. You're failing at reps eight, nine, and ten is what I think that you're saying. So ten sets of ten reps, and you're failing at reps eight, nine, or ten. Um it'd be kind of like this. It wouldn't be full muscle fiber exhaustion because, again, the, the, the speed of the rep is a big, big deal. The speed and sequential fatiguing of these muscle fibers, you know? So, like, someone's normal bench press, it's way too fast for it to be like what we're talking about. Way too fast, right? The, the, one of the easiest ways to do it is just start, if you do, like, a bench press, do a 5-1,000 count. 1-1,000, one, 2-1,000. 1, 3-1,000, 4-1,000, 5 up, 1-1,000, 2-1,000, 3-1,000, 4 1, That's very slow. Most people have never lifted like that. And it's not great for your ego because you can barely handle any weight at that speed. I mean, try to walk in whatever you can bench press. Go in there and do 40% of your one rep max and try that and watch when you start trembling like crazy. It's, it's really nuts. So the speed, if you're looking for m- full muscle glycogen depletion, full, I mean, uh, not full muscle glycogen, full muscle fiber exhaustion, the speed is very important. This is why I call it time under tension. That's a big deal. Got to head out. Yeah, guys, it's uh, it's nine twelve. This is crazy. We went over way t- these These non-planned AMAs are almost going to go longer than the other ones. So we answered a bunch of questions, I think. I hope you guys got a lot out of this. This was uh, rethinking... Fitness, ego is for sure a big problem. Yeah, it's 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 tricky. It's you want to get in there and you want to feel like you're moving weight. You know, like I'd be lying if I said when I deadlift 340 pounds or whatever for I did yesterday was 340 pounds deadlift for five reps. I posted online. This shit feels good to post online. Yeah, I can hammer out five deadlifts, 340 pounds. It really doesn't phase me. I'm not out of breath. I drop the bar. I walk away from it like it was nothing. That makes me feel good, right? Of course, we all have egos. The ego is not going anywhere. We always want to help control the ego, but the ego is never going away. So, these are why these mindset books are so important too. Get into I am Clovis. Get your hands on these mindset books. If you guys have not checked out I am Clovis, you want this kind of information that I'm giving you right now all the time, just go to iamclovis.com/start and you get a free seven-day trial of everything that I have to offer. You get into the I Am Clovis members-only website, and you get to see all of my recommended fitness protocols, right? IamClovis.com slash start. I'll type it in for you because I got my computer right here in front of me. IamClovis.com slash start. Okay? So you do that, you get a free 7 day trial, you get the approved foods list, you get everything that I have to offer, you can see all my mindset books, you can see all my favorite podcasts, all my favorite fitness and nutrition books which includes Body by Science like we've talked about. You'll see instructional fitness videos from me right? Me performing them. Literally, there's kettlebell videos in there. You can get my favorite supplements, my recommended supplement list, my blanket statement supplements that are good for just about every single human on planet earth, right? So again, podcasts, reading lists, instructional videos, my favorite fitness protocols, the approved foods list. You get the full approved foods list. You get all this stuff free for seven days at ianclavis.com/start. The only thing you don't get is custom macros from me. That's the only difference. People keep asking me, what's the difference of this seven day trial, this membership thing and your custom macros on your website? Well, the custom macros are custom macros. So this free seven day trials let you get in and explore everything that I have to offer offer, because you're going to be shocked that there's over a hundred food items on my approved foods list. People always talk to me about variety. I'm like, trust me, you don't need more variety than a hundred foods, right? You don't need that, right? So you get to see all of the information firsthand, you can see what I'm all about. You can ask me questions. You can email me at any time, justin at iamclovis.com. So if you've been thinking about jumping in, just go to iamclovis.com slash start and get in there. You work with me directly. All of this information that I'm giving you right now that I can just spitball off the top of my freaking head, that becomes your information. It's now yours. My information becomes your information. Get it? Got it? Good. Where on the I Am Clovis website are the recommendations? It's not on the store. To be clear, it's not on the store. It's in your membership portal that you got instructions for creating your account for in your welcome email when you signed up for a custom nutrition plan. You're not gonna find any recommendations on imclovis.com. It's hidden within the members only portal. This is why you need to get a membership, right? Um, So anybody who wants to see these things has to have a membership. If you have a membership, just log in, use the login page To get into the I Am Clovis members platform, which is included in your email that you received, go to that login page and you'll see everything right there. It's all categorized. Fitness recommendations, supplement recommendations, reading lists, podcasts, approved foods lists, it's all right there categorized for you on the left-hand side of the screen. So get in there. Get it done. Get yourself an I Am Clovis membership. Check out the free seven-day trial. Okay. Yes, Liz, I know the hand to the face because this happens to people all the time. Trust me, I did not miss anything. I don't miss stuff, guys. I've been trying to teach you this. I don't, right? I get all these emails. Where's this? Where's this thing? Right here. Remember that email I sent you that had that link that said, bookmark this link so you don't lose it? Bookmark this link. All those little messages that I write you? Read, 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 read. It's crazy. It's Guys, I got to tell you this, just to be honest with you. I never understood until I started my own e-commerce platform how much people do not read instructions. They just don't. They read three sentences and then close out and go back to kitty cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> it's really hard to get people to read instructions, man. But anyway, go to imclovis.com start and get yourself a free seven-day trial, full access to everything that I have to offer. Get in there. I just couldn't find it. I've been buying stuff. <laughs> well, that's good news. Buy stuff. Buy all the stuff, right? Uh, so the normal store is at iamclovis.com. You can check out the perfect paleo powder. You can get all my ebooks. You can get the fasting protocol ebook. All my articles are there. Not, I don't know if a lot of you guys have even checked out the blog, but if you go to the blog at iamclovis.com, you'll find window of gains, how donuts can help you grow. You'll find simple strength, uh, how steady state cardio is ruining your life. You'll find all sorts of articles. I've written a ton of articles, you guys. I used to be the in-house uh, nutritional therapist for Paleo on the Go. Wrote a bunch of articles for them. Uh, I was published in Fitness RX magazine fitness rx for men magazine twice two different articles with them um there's a lot of written word on the website that i think a lot of you guys are missing out on that will probably answer some questions for you so uh, jump into the blog check that out this has been ama number 47 rethinking fitness um let me know. Let me know if I'm good at this, for real. I, I need feedback and critique. I know I have all the feedback in the world on the previous 45 AMAs where I stand in front of a whiteboard and put on these masterclasses for you guys. But this is new to me. This is kind of weird um, for me, honestly, because I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing, you know? Um, so I want to make sure that you're getting a lot. Yes, thank you for all the likes and happy faces. that just lit up all at once. Click the like button, click the love button, share this. The more you share and the more you engage, the more the Facebook algorithm loves me and pushes me to the top of people's pages. So I really, really want you guys to share, 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 share. This is public. This is not in the private group. You can click the share button right now and you can share it to your timeline. Literally right now, okay? Click it right now. Share it to your timeline. Your friends can see it. Go tease all your CrossFit friends. Go tease all your bodybuilding friends because, man, there's just an epidemic level of lack of knowledge of biochemistry in the fitness and nutrition space it's unbelievable it's really unbelievable i mean there are millionaires millionaires teaching stuff and they don't know what i just taught you making millions of dollars you know it's crazy you guys it's really really unbelievable so uh anyway i'm not a millionaire go to iamcloviscom start and make me one That'd be awesome. Share with your friends. Get them in there. Get to IamClovis.com. Check out the perfect paleo powder. All my ebooks. Um, Clovis.show. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Again, if you leave a podcast review, leave a podcast review, screenshot it, send it to me at Justin.iamclovis.com. I will send you free samples of the perfect paleo powder. No shipping, no nothing. Free samples. Leave a review of the perfect paleo podcast with Justin Nult, The Perfect Paleo Podcast, go to clovis.show, and you can open it in your favorite app, whatever, clovis.show for the podcast, and just leave a review, screenshot it, email it to me at justin Clovis.com. email it to me, do not message it to me on a social platform, I will lose the message, social is insane, you can't keep track of that craziness, right, it's a circus, so email me, okay, email me, email me a screenshot, all right, That is AMA number 47. Um, Hold on. Let me see you real quick. Resting heart rate today was 62 when I worked out tonight. Teaching my class, my heart rate was 145 at the peak of class. Is it bad to go above? Mm, Well, it depends. So I'm going to give you a crazy piece of biochemistry. I'm going to leave you with it because I don't have time to explain it. If you do one glycolytic workout, you can launch your body into a sugar-burning state instead of a fat-burning state, and it can stay there for 72 hours. Something crazy to think about. It's really interesting. If you ever if you ever want to really, really learn about this deep, pick up the book Primal Endurance. Um, so yeah, if your number one goal right now is fat loss, then you probably don't want to be doing that. I know it feels good, and I know because I saw your comment, Deb, where you're like, yeah, they're going to be sore, and they're going to... First, they should not have DOMS. If anybody has DOMS from that, they shouldn't be doing it. They're not ready for it. <laughs> and secondly... Um, they're sore, they come back, that's, that's that beat them down model. You know, Keep them sore, they'll keep coming back. Keep them sore and sweating, they'll keep coming back. But what are you working towards? What's the goal, right? So I just want you to, now I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean or anything or challenging you in any way. I'm just saying, when you think about the value that you are bringing to your clients, right? This is what I do every day. Every day I sit down, I think about what is the value that I'm bringing to my clients? Is it just, let's work you really hard so you get a crazy sweat and you leave feeling good? Or am I going to improve your health very pointedly, very specifically? Very, very specifically, right? So what we just talked about, the slow twitch muscle fibers, all that stuff, if you're not activating faster trunk muscle fibers, you're not really improving anything. feels good to sweat. There's a mental release, there's some endorphins, things like that, right? But a physiological level, what are you actually doing? What are you working towards? So always keep your clients' goals, what you're trying to achieve with your clients, keep that in mind. How do you add the maximum amount of value to your client's life? You want to burn fat. Okay. If you want to burn fat, you need to discuss nutrition with your clients. You need to get them at least to a moderate carb level. Maximum for these people would be 75 grams net carbs per day. That's way too much in my opinion, right? And you're going to keep them in that aerobic threshold training zone. The best way to do that would be with a heart rate monitor. If your goal is burning fat... You need to stay under your aerobic threshold level. That is the single best way for you to do it. Now, you want to really, really peak it, then you need to do these workouts completely fasted with no food in your system. Go into your drumming workouts completely fasted. Use them as aerobic threshold training sessions. When you start going up over your peak heart rate, slow down, let it come back down, right? That is what you need to be doing right now because I know your number one goal is fat loss. That's what you need to do. Again, The hardest thing to get into people's heads is to get them to stop doing too much. Okay? Specific goals. Work towards goals. Don't just say, I'm getting in shape and not track anything and not know what you're doing. Right? Specifics. Very specific. They might feel good now. Oh, I love those classes. I get in there and I get a sweat. I always leave feeling good. But when six months from now, when they've only lost four pounds, they're not going to be as happy. Right? Now, six months later, if they're down 60 pounds because they've been coming to your classes. Where's the real value add there? I want you to think about that. Always keep your client's best interest at heart. Their best interest, not what they think is their best interest because clients are always wrong. Let me repeat that for you. Clients are always wrong because they don't know these things. They don't know what they don't know, all right? So keep that in mind. Do what's best for them. Get them the goals. Help them achieve the goals they don't even know they're after. That's what the best trainers do, okay? 400-pound deadlift. Steve, we can get you to a 400-pound deadlift in three weeks if you want to. I'm not even kidding. So let's talk about that because you're a monster. All right, we got to go. AMA number 47. This is Ben, Rethinking Fitness, live, Ask Me Anything number 47. Go to imclovis.com slash start. Go to clovis.show. Subscribe to the podcast. I got to shut this thing down, everybody. It's late, okay? It's been a long day. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Thank you for letting me do what I do. Remember what I just said to Deb. The only thing that I think about all day, every day, the only reason I'm here is because I have your best interest at heart. That is it. I am here solely for the purpose of helping people. That's it, okay? I promise I'll get you results. So thank you guys so much. Good night. Clovis, I love you. I'll see you tomorrow in the Academy and I am Clovis in the private Facebook groups so I can say what's up, say good morning to you. We'll do a manifesto. I'll see you then. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye. <laughs> oh, I gotta- But I closed my eyes and lost my way I found something Something out there But way, way too long I keep hoping, hoping someday